You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about the first Star Wars spinoff film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. You, no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Howdy. And special guest, Jared Callen. Jared, why don't, why, don't, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I'm a local uh, filmmaker and podcaster. I am part of the Don't Be Afraid of the Dark podcast with Josh McLean, and part of the Shut Up and Listen podcast, which we have other podcasts as well, but just two of us running right now. And then I own Inherent Media Productions in downtown Memphis. We do everything, just not your wedding. <laughs> I won't shoot your wedding, but I will shoot your honeymoon video. It depends on what the budget of the honeymoon video is, though. Or what your wife looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I step into direct, uh, could you put your ass up a little bit more? <laughs> right. <laughs> Slap her ass. Slap it. <laughs> Slap it like you mean it. All right, so we're here tonight talking uh, the newest Star Wars film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Oh, fuck. I cannot believe we just started a Star Wars podcast with Slap Her Ass. It's like Star Wars Anonymous. It's like Star Wars Therapy. We're going to come and just kind of like deal with it. We just got to get our feelings out about this most recent thing that we saw. Right. Well, yeah, first uh, big deal. First Star Wars movie outside of the the saga here. No Luke Skywalker. What'd you guys think? It was good. It was good. Uh, it's weird that it doesn't say uh, Star Wars, you know. And it didn't. I'm really, did, I'm glad it did that, though. Really? Yeah, because like to me, that's kind of setting it apart from the saga. You know, right. like it's not Episode One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, or Seven. It's this happened over here, so it's it's inside the universe, but it's not part of that episodes. I think it allows for a different format, kind of like how yeah. the new uh, Logan movie is going to be, uh, trying to stepping outside and giving a different feel to it. So instead of trying to say that it's an X-Men film, we're just going to call it Logan and make it feel like it's a, it's a, it's a modern western kind of thing. The same thing with this. They, they allow it to open itself up and be, and be a standalone piece. It is like incredibly lit, but also very, like, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Are we allowed to, is this spoiler free? Like, or are we, are we allowed to spoil? Uh, you know, well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and give a spoiler warning now. I mean, you know, we, we're, we are going to be talking about Rogue One, so... Uh, it's made a shit warning. ton of money, and I imagine most people have seen it. Yeah, made a billion dollars now. You know? 
that's not true because I waited until yesterday to see it, and I've been wanting to see it for so long. It's just been like, damn, it's uh, nice it's to get in there. the reason we've waited oh. long to do this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, but you know, I did pay for that because I got, had a kid sitting behind me kicking my chair the entire time, and every time a battle sequence came on, he's like, pew, 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 and he continued on. And then he, there's one moment where there's no one sitting next to me, and he like grabbed the back of the seat and like leaned over and was like rocking on it. And I'm just like, I am about to just annihilate you, kid. I would have turned around and said, like, lady, can you like <laughs> kill your child? <coughs> well, you know, when you see that long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you're talking about not having the the scroll in the beginning, the crawl, yeah, yeah, the crawl. I, I did miss it though. I was waiting for that music beat, and I was waiting for it too. It just went away, and it wasn't there. It was like, yeah. oh. I, I definitely had that moment. I was like, oh. And I was glad no one told me that it was it wasn't there. It was it was definitely a shock. Oh, okay. So you, you didn't know that going in? Yeah, totally not. I, I went in oh, blind. Right. And I was like, no, I didn't know it either. Oh, you didn't know that? No. But yeah, somebody told me that. But I, I liked it. I don't know. It, it sort of let me let go of some of my preconceived notions. Yeah. 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 Instead of it making it, well, it did feel like it wasn't as much like fan serving slash nostalgia porn as Force Awakens. It felt like it was allowed to be its own thing, uh, even the way that they they told the story. And also, it, it there wasn't wasn't really a lot of actiony stuff. There was a lot of like uh, intimate dialogue, but it was all kind of tight. You know, you didn't get these like uh, scoping vistas like you did. And but even though it, I will say at the very beginning that it was slightly annoying to cut back and forth between so many different planets. Like we were like, oh fuck! How am I supposed to like keep up with all this? Or at least they're naming them. Like, oh, on that the was screen. nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh we're here, by the way. I, yeah, yeah. I, did, I feel like they had to do that because <laughs> you think about it, like in the old school Star Wars movies, you spend a, a, quite a long time in those planets, right? And I, you know, I don't think I saw one wipe. You know how in Star Wars the transition? Yeah, they, I don't they, think they they, 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 they kind of right. got away from that. It feels like it's it's got a completely different feel. And the like I said, yet again, the lighting it's just so natural. Especially you even feel the lighting change at the end, right before it gets into the uh, where it ties into a New Hope. Holy shit! It actually feels like the original film. They even did a good job of like the the mustaches and <laughs> like people had like seventies hairdos. Yeah, in the movie, and I, I man, I just thought the attention to detail was. I don't know. Can you can you? Say, it's a little bit fanboy service, you know. Like a, just, a, just there a were tad, small things in there, yeah. You know, but they have the guys that show up in uh, can, the cantina in A New Hope. Oh yeah, yeah. The the dude. Yeah. Like, I don't like your face. That guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, wow, he, that guy just... Was, I mean, I didn't mind He that. left right before that place blew up, and he was like, man, I need a stiff drink. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mos Eisley. Get, that, get on the bar. There yeah. were a lot of nice, really, like, uh, cameos. Even the Blue Milk had a cameo. Oh, yes. Blue Milk was... <laughs> that was classic. I actually heard a lot of people laughing in the theater. I really enjoyed sort of that World War II espionage-type feel to the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I liked about the film the most. Like, it... it I don't know, it brought the war part of Star Wars into a new, like, perception. It's living up to its title. You know, like, there are people that are suffering. This is not just magic and spaceships. There are people that are dying to get these plans to people. And, like, you really kind of got that grittiness of the war part of the Star Wars. We had three prequel movies that never really delivered what I wanted in a prequel to Star Wars. And I got it in this. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It set up the empire. Like you, like you don't really know the power of the empire. They're building this multi-trillion-dollar uh, like space station, but they didn't think about that one little storm event, you know? Right. But it, this actually gives validity to that. That you know what they did. They would have thought that, but it actually goes back to the main girl's father. He felt that he had to take on this decision. To, to he's like, yes, I will do this because you want me to, but I'm going to leave leave a loophole in there. 
It, it gives validity to that because you're like, really? Right. You're fucking telling me that this fucking empire is not going to like check behind themselves at least one little bitty shaft that you shoot and it'll blow up the entire thing? Well, no shit. That was actually put in there on purpose. So that, so that actually, what, holy shit, that made the story to Star Wars way more like uh, it's, it's like, it's like sh- a lot stronger. That is the best retcon in history, I think. The the Death Star. Oh, you know, yeah. fixing the port there. You know, because that is very much like a video game sequence. Like, I'm going to go in, oh, hit my missile, I'm out. Yeah. It, it, I mean, when I Robot Chicken's making fun of it, it's, <laughs> who built the port? You know, it's like, why would there be a shaft? <laughs> we need to fire that guy. Well, we killed him, murdered his whole family. You know, we got him. Do you- oh, the Darth Vader scene. Oh. I I came in my pants. I'm not, when oh that was just so lighting awesome. the entire scene with the lightsaber like oh, he comes yeah. in with the with the silhouette and then taking just, it all the way to Leia on the oh, it's, it's just, it, I left the theater going I have to watch a New Hope now I have to go home and watch. So what do you think about the uh, the CG like of of um, uh, Tarkin? Oh we've we've had conversations about this. It really bothers Brian. Like for me, it really doesn't bother me. <laughs> right because. I don't know. I look at it as more of a. It's not really them, right? It's it's an animated character that looks like them. I don't know. It doesn't right. bother me, but I can see why it bothers some people. Like I completely understand that point of view. But as long as like the family is signed off on it and everybody's cool, like it doesn't bother me. Right? Cushing's estate did sign off on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. They, they they were totally cool with it. And now, uh, but apparently, it was very very time intensive and very difficult. And I will say, it is probably some of the best. The best uh, animation, like uh, replication of a person that I've ever seen, and I've, I saw the Final Fantasy movie in the theater back in the day. It was right. it was like really super oh, high yeah. racing. I but, remember that uh, spirits within or whatever. But the yeah. uh, the thing that still gives it away every single time is the eyes. Oh yeah, the, and, yeah. And like, and that's what you look at when you're looking at, a, at at an actor is they sell it through their eyes, and so you see him, and I think his eyes were a little twitchy, but but I think the movements movements were nice. If you can compare it to, uh, if we can still consider this canon, the uh, the the prequels, and how shittily that those the effects look in that, right? Then then we can get away with this saying that like, whoa, this is very very very. I, I thought, I mean, as far as look wise, like, yeah, you can see in the eyes, but I'm like, yeah. oh, I thought it was great. Like, there's yeah. certain moments that I was just sort of blown away, but it introduces the question of if the person is dead and you want to remake this part. Why not just give it to a new actor? Since there is an actor there doing the motion and everything, give an actor a shot. But then it's that, well, we want it to fit into this, you know, this visually, we want it to look like it's part of this world. And I could understand that point of view. You can't do the supercut without it. (laughs) I mean, like, okay, it wouldn't, I wouldn't really have a problem with it overall. But when Disney comes out and after Carrie Fisher passed away and they said they're never going to recreate Carrie Fisher digitally, why did they do it? For well, Peter well, Cushing. You, you did have a problem before she died. I did. I do have a problem with it because it's creepy. It <laughs> is creepy. It's inherently creepy. I know he's dead. He was more than just it, it, Marv Tarkin to me. It really set you on a... Yeah, it, I mean, that's, to me... Time with this movie. Look, Peter Cushing to me is Van Helsing. Yeah. And I that <laughs> he's not that character. He's an actor that's played a bunch of iconic roles. Right. It just takes me out of the movie. Yeah, but it makes his character so much better in the second one. You see all of his motivations. You get like, oh, sorry, the second one. Listen to me. The <laughs> sequel. It did the sequel to it, you know. <laughs> and, and like I said, and, and to keep the keep the congruency of the story, they all look the same. I, I guarantee you someone's going to take those movies, and uh, like uh, Rogue One and, and A New Hope, and just like cut out the credits and <laughs> stick them together and release it like that. And you can just sit there and watch this like epic six-hour piece. 
I don't know. You know. It reminds me of the Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park line. They were so worried about whether they could, they didn't stop and think whether they should. <laughs> and I think another actor in that role, because they're, look, they're doing it in the young Han Solo movie. They recast Han Solo. They're not making Harrison Ford younger. So Harrison I mean, Ford was 30 in the first one. Well, I mean, your, your continuity is already broken. Right. So why do it for this one when you're not going to do it for the next one? It, it's already inconsistent, and now it's like super inconsistent. And when I w- look back in this movie, instead of having an actor that looks and sounds like Peter Cushing and performing like that character, I now have a digital Peter Cushing that's going to look really bad in 10 years. Uh, like I said, I can you know? see... I can see your point, 100% agree with it. And on the other side, I can see, like, Disney's point of, I want this movie, you know, we want these characters to look like they could seamlessly go into A New Hope, and to do that, we're going to have to recreate some people. You know, I mean, the Young Han Solo movie, let's just get uh, let's just get Harrison Ford while he's still alive. We can motion <laughs> capture him, and we can make him look like, uh, you know, well, what? he's 12. You know, you know, they, they may cast somebody, that they do a Han Solo movie when he's 20, and then... We we see him when he's thirty, so he looked different. But right. Peter Cushing, we're talking about. We ha- he needs to look before. exactly like he did in this. Like yeah, it's it happening. Yeah, ten I, minutes before. I also feel bad for the actor too because we don't get to see him deliver that performance. We he he's delivering a performance with a CGI Peter Cushing mask. I don't know. It 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 does it does take me out of the movie a little bit. And yeah. Gareth Edwards wasn't really on board with it, was he? I, no. I, I listened to a thing with him today, and he was talking about how he, he, was, he was defending it. Oh, was he? Well, he was, but he had to be convinced by John Knoll. It, know. Seemed, it seemed like John Knoll was, was like, no, look, we can do this, man. We got it. He, he kept saying as long as it's done tastefully. Yeah. That was his point of view. It's like as long, as long as we're doing service and we're not doing something that outlandish the word that the actor would not have done. Like, you know, if you take it to a point where he goes around and starts doing outlandish things that you know that that uh, person wouldn't do, you know. Like cartwheels. <laughs> uh, He's doing death sticks in the back room and, you know. Right. <laughs> I can't believe you brought up death sticks. Holy shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, episode two. Can we all agree that's the worst Star Wars movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. totally. By far. As we've said on this podcast, I, I've seen that movie like four times now. I still don't know what it's about. Like, <laughs> I still cannot explain certain plot points in that movie. I'm like, who did what? And why didn't anybody check on this? <laughs> did you guys find the uh, first time you saw it, the beginning of this, like the first 15 minutes, very confusing? Of Rogue One? Yeah. No. Not really. It jumped around a lot for me oh, well, the, the, with the, the, the whole pilot thing and... Once they got to Saul Guerrero, I was good. I had it. At the beginning, I was it was it was throwing things at me so quick, and I was going from place to place. It really took me a second viewing to get all the details of everything. I definitely think you I'll know? get more out of it the second time around because uh, the first time I'm just kind of like take, trying to take it all in. Like, what is this? What is this? trying to remember it? Because you know all this the stuff they're showing at the beginning is going to play in later. And I knew that I'd be doing this. So I was like, I don't want to sound like a fucking total tool. So I'm like trying to like, <laughs> like you know, right. I, should, I should have brought a notepad, you know. <laughs> Stop kicking the chair, kid. You know, like, damn it. I got my iPhone here. I'm trying to try to write notes down, dick. Excuse me. I'm trying to prepare for a podcast. <laughs> Usher, can you kick everyone out? I'm, I'm here on business. I need my private viewing, please. Oh, man, that would be great. Should have called Gareth up. Hey, buddy. Can you make this happen for me? Yeah, no, I didn't think. I, I don't remember it being confusing. It corrected itself really quick, and it got into a really nice pace. Yeah, it felt, finally fell into its little groove. Yeah, but it did feel like if one part, because I know they did reshoots, 
But if one part felt like it had trouble with the reshoots, it felt like they were trying to fit something in the beginning. But the rest of it, that end scene is amazing. I don't know. It just oh, it, it, it felt, I don't know what's the word, like just smooth as like a normal Star Wars movie would be. Like, you know, like you even take Force Awakens and you, you know, you're following a ship and it goes to this place. And like, you know, normal Star Wars movies open very elegantly. And this was definitely more boom, boom, boom. Immediately put me into that like espionage World War Two kind of mindset right. where I didn't have a hard time following it. But I just I guess I f- the, by the editing I was triggered to go to that place. Can Can you explain to me Forrest Whitaker's character? Like I know he took care of her and all that for up until she was sixteen. Our, our main actress, uh, what was her name? Jen Erso, played Jen. by Felicity Jones. Yeah. He's got this weird, like, respiratory thing, I guess, or whatever, and yeah. he has to kind of talk like this a little bit, you know? Like, so what? What? What happened to that guy? And, and exactly who was he? And like, what? What was? What was his actual role there? At first, he was working with the rebellion, and now he, like, he wanted to do more than they would do. So he's kind of like an outlaw from the rebellion, but the right. empire hates him because he's fighting them. So he's kind of kind of caught in the middle, right. sort of like mercenaries in a. Yeah, extreme in World War Two. Like you know, the Allies say no, we can't kill women and children, and he's like, "Well, if we don't kill women and children, we can't stop Hitler." And <laughs> I, th- I thought it was kind of a weak character for, some, for me for some reason. I don't know. Uh, yeah, again, I, I think I need to watch it again. Yeah, I can see that. The voice is very. I mean, it's a deliberate choice, man. I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely a choice. <laughs> that is not how Forrest Whitaker talks. I mean, he was just in Arrival. It, we saw it, that and. It wasn't my favorite character in the movie. No. Like the idea of the character, I thought was really cool. But yeah, like the uh, the body parts and the mask with the breathing, and just sort of the but delivery. You, but you don't get anything and, of it though. Like he he take he takes her away, yeah. and then the next time we see him, he's an old man. You don't get any of that stuff about like for that sixteen. How old was she when you know? You're talking about maybe ten, twelve years. Yeah, uh, that are missing. Well, actually, then beyond that, because I'm not sure how old she's supposed to be in the actual piece. But I don't know. It just kind of felt like a, a thrown in character to me, like you know, just to to get her from here to here, and then to have like that whole sequence where you're at the you know his like place, his realm, his whatever, yeah, bunker his or whatever, secret hideout, place where he dies. cave, his lair. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for was lair. Um, Mark and I used to always joke that we would make a comedy called Layer Makers. It's the guys that get called for like any super villains or superheroes that need a layer. <laughs> like, Someone's got to build it, right? They, they yeah. built the Bat Cave and they built the, all the James Bond villains. We're totally about places. to build you a layer, bro. <laughs> uh, do you want the volcano layer or? Uh, I can imagine the reality show for it. The reality TV show. Let's, the, let's show you your layer. It's the layer maker. <laughs> well, this is what I want to do. I want to go up and steal a space shuttle. Oh, hey, we we can incorporate that in our design. <laughs> but, Someone had to build that channel under that under right. that waterfall in Batman. You know, like, exactly. Like, who were the guys that he brought down there to build that? And he was like, all right, look, you can't tell anybody. Like, <laughs> and you think about all the James Bond villains, and you're like, man, that's such a cool place. <laughs> or Lex Luthor and Superman yeah. under the city. Somebody had to go down and build that shit. <laughs> They call the layer makers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just kind of thought like, I don't want to say it because it's Star Wars and they get blamed for this a lot, but that was the one character I felt like was there just to sell figures. Right. Oh, he definitely had the, the outfit, you know. I feel that way with a lot of things in this movie, dude. I feel that way about the vehicles. He was hitting NOS the whole time. He's doing whippets, you know, off his thing. <laughs> one second, let me, all right, I feel a lot better. All right. 
I'll let you explain your thing on the vehicles. I'm, I still don't understand what your complaint is. Well, it's not a complaint. It's just I, I do feel like like the AT-ATs, they, they changed the door. The color of the door is now orange on them because they're on a beach. And I feel like they did that just to sell toys. And there's a new TIE fighter in here that we've never seen before. I think it's called the TIE Striker. You know just, what I mean? like knowing military stuff. Like I could see if different well, divisions having markers that look different. You're on this division that's on whatever the name of the planet is with the big satellite. I'm right. just saying like I'm I'm a real big nerd and, and we we know. AT-ATs and Hoth, I mean they look the same as when you see them that in that one shot in Return of the Jedi running on the beach. Or like I'm sorry in the new one. Yeah, and in the new one they have they look different for some reason. Even though it's supposed to be in the in the same kind of time frame. Well, you're dealing with sand and you're dealing with snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but there's that one on indoor. You know? Well, I mean, like, oh, that's a good point. That's well, a good point. Time, it looks exactly the same. The Jedi yeah, right? comes along, though. Like, Luke and them have blown up a bunch of their shit. And <laughs> they're, they're like, just they're down the snow waves. They're, they're, they're like, come on, guys. I just Wait, think about how much money it costs. I mean, this crazy goddamn rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt a little. It felt like they were trying to sell toys sometimes. I didn't feel that way like when they were in the Jeddah and they had that occupied city and they had that like fucking tank they're rolling in. Now, that felt like it fit for some reason to me. Right. I had no problem with that. What do you have to think about the nuclear explosion? The, the Death Star. The Death Star not blowing a whole planet. Just use one, what is well, they it, couldn't, one they reactor. couldn't blow a whole planet because, well, because they, when they killed Alderaan, they were yeah. like, well, let's see it at its full potential. It's just like, oh, fuck, so we can't really blow up a planet. We got to do it, you know, we got to do a little square. You got to see it on low Well, power. I thought it was kind of cool to see that the Death Star doesn't just blow planets up. Oh, yeah, you, you can, you go can down pinpoint go, it. All right, fuck. Well, well, they did that in Return of the Jedi, right? They were, They just blew up like a ship, right, with the Death Star? Yeah, but you didn't ever see it on a planet. Oh, okay. It, but right. it pretty oh, much destroys enough, the planet, enough. it looks like. You know, like at, at the at the end where they're just like on the beach and there's this weird like out of nowhere relationship romance thing where they're like, okay, we're about to die. Oh, by the way, it looks like I would, I, I'd probably want to fuck you, by the way. And she's like, you know, if we, were, if we weren't about to die until they do that, cool, let's hang out and hug here for a minute. I'm telling die. you right now, like, like <laughs> this is a PG-13 movie, but if <laughs> giant ball of fire, hot chick... Who's totally into me right now. Let's uh, I'm, I'm yeah. totally, like, my last just words would life. probably be, can we fuck before <laughs> that gets here? I mean, look, I, I know I can get there. I'm not sure if you can, but I'm not really worried about that right now. I mean, like, would you rather be, I mean, just come on, let's do it. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, there was something that uh, I did think about earlier, that, oh. uh, that basically the Death Star is a giant lightsaber because it's powered by the same crystals that lightsabers are made out of. Yeah, that's right, yeah. the kyber crystals. The kyber crystals. So isn't that weird that it's basically a, a giant... Lightsaber. It's a giant lightsaber. It's like a giant lightsaber laser. You yeah. know what I think? But that's a primitive weapon, man. <laughs> I, have, I have to give this credit. <laughs> it's a very I, elegant I, weapon from a more primitive oh, that's true. <laughs> I have to give this credit to my son. This is 10-year-old thought, but he, he just asked if that's the same way the Jedi make their lightsabers, then why didn't they make bigger weapons? I think it just points out how lazy the Jedi had gotten. <laughs> like, they could have totally had a Death Star and fuck Palpatine. <laughs> right. But no, they just had swords. What did you guys think of Darth Vader living on, and of course I'm going to go blank on the fucking lava Mustafar. planet, Mustafar. What did y'all think about in, that? In that gnarly temple. Yeah. Like with the, and he he's like has to float around in a back of tank all the time, which is kind of weird so that shows that he's still like getting... How much time has passed between uh, episode three and this one? I know that there's that show Rebels that happens 15. It's, it's like 16 years. Yeah. It's 15 or 16 years before uh, episode, uh, episode four. Even at this point, uh, like it's, it's just like mere days before we, we meet up with uh, Darth Vader in, um, 
in A New Hope that he's still having to like float around in the back of tank. But when we see him in, in the in the original trilogy, he's just having to like hang out in that egg thing. You know, just oh, an empire. Yeah, just yeah. Kind, of have, kind of having to like again, kind of go to his cone of silence. His little was like regeneration well, I mean, room. If you wear that stuff all day, you get pretty smelly. You're pretty chafed. <laughs> so they, like, there's certain moments you're like, "Fuck, I need to go get that water." And you just soak <laughs> that's for his a bath. While. His back of bath. <laughs> back to that, that was probably actually that's my least favorite scene is that first Darth Vader scene where they like, they drain the back to tank. Yeah, well, I mean that's okay, but the that, dialogue between him and that general dude. Yeah, him and Krennic. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Ben Hiddleston. I thought it, for Man. One, for some reason Darth Vader's voice sounded off to me, and his lines didn't meld. He for made me. a pun, man. That's what it was. And it also not to choke on your aspirations. Oh yeah, and right, but the scene right before that, like uh, where uh, he had an awkward hand mo- movement uh, yes. based on the thing, so it makes me think they went back and changed the dialogue for that scene. Because, uh, like I said, I, I I saw it too. I was like, I was like, there's this there's this weird like gesture that he makes. That it's a point, and I'm like, I think that ch- didn't make I'll any bet sense. They did change. Yeah. That makes like sense. That, yeah. they, I bet they did change the dialogue because filmmakers it like, doesn't things. sound as mixed <laughs> as it does later. Like when he comes back later, his voice sounds fine. Oh, it's very rich in in, in the in the but scene. But this yeah. one just did not sound as as mixed into the to the track. Maybe a last minute adi- I, like. Man, when he shows up later, I'm so giddy, I can't even hear what he says. Because I'm just sitting there going, hee! Oh, that whole, like, just... I think it, he could have been more brutal, guys, honestly. Because it feels like when, when, <laughs> when, 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 he, when he threw the guy against the wall, it, it didn't feel like it had enough force behind it. I'm being honest. I was like, ah, come what, on, man. Really? I want to see you fucking slam somebody into that <laughs> oh, wall. Oh, dude, my, like, <laughs> I, I took my kids to this, man. And uh, and my five-year-old, like, just, he he was actually kind of, he was kind of terrified oh, of Darth awesome. Vader. See, but you're like, supposed to be. They made Darth Vader scary again uh, my after kid, like, totally all popped, these years. Like, were, you, were you actually scared of Darth Vader as a kid when you saw him? Like, like, like really? Like, were you really honestly afraid of him? I mean, I can't remember. I've lived with Star Wars for so long. I, know, I, really, I just don't know I had, if I thought he was I did. genuinely I terrifying. I will, I will say that what, Empire came out in like 83, and I'm older than you guys. No, it came out in 80. 80. Okay, so probably around 83 when I saw right? it then. 83 was a uh, return, yeah. Because um, I saw it, you know, I was pretty young. I was born in 78. You got to experience all the good ones. I'm like, I remember seeing it when I was really young, and, and Darth Vader in the scene with Luke fighting an Empire. Where it's all mostly in silhouette. When you know he's like he's moving his sword and shit starts flying around. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he cuts Luke's hand off, and then later in, in Return of the Jedi, like the choir comes up and it's that like like almost devilish type. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember getting very uneasy, but in a fascinated as hell type. Right. It like, wasn't brutal like this, and it, it wasn't like I was like frightened of him but right. like i remember being like a little scared of him. like he's like, a kind of a badass have you watched a new hope uh jared since you've seen this no i just i just watched it yesterday so i, w- I would love to know what you think after watching a new hope because it man vader moves a little a little stiff it, it is it kind of bothers me I have a little a theory bit. on that and i'll tell you why it's because right, and because pretty much everyone around him he, he pretty much thinks he's the ultimate badass so he doesn't really have to try as much now that's just me adding that on to that but then why was he such a fucking badass that we just saw and i'll tell you why he was such a badass because kylo ren was a fucking badass you know like you were like this motherfucker can hold a damn blaster bolt over here like it's just like it's just floating there and he's over there like so anyways i was thinking about getting a macchiato later it's like, <laughs> you, know, like you know he's a fucking badass so if if, if his like grandson cannot is like the ultimate, just like you know. Um, I love seeing Vader like that. Like, yeah, no, that's that was way, what I wanted out of waiting. the prequels. Like, yeah. I want I, three movies. I ran to the theater and I'm like, all right, we're gonna get to see Vader kick some ass today. <laughs> okay, next movie, we're gonna get to see Vader kick. Nope. <laughs> 
All right, third movie. We're going to get to see Vader. No, he's crying. Oh, why is Vader crying? I hate you. I hate you. Okay, so Vader oh, killed some man. kids and didn't kick any ass. This sucks. Like, All right, the uh, moment that lightsaber hit, I was like, finally, God, thank you. But why, why are, I got one more thing. Why are stormtroopers such bad shots? And like they even perpetuate this down in, in this movie. Like, what the fucking hell? Like, oh, they they do fix it in this movie though. Do they? Like, I felt yeah. that they were still terrible shots. The Death Troopers, man. Those they the have, guys okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. You you got your top. You got your top shelf. You got yeah. your Death Troopers. But see, I think I no, think they that explains that. it. I think I think that explains it because normal stormtroopers suck. They're just drafting people. Like, <laughs> so so you're saying so, yeah, it's just like they're they're the spe- they're the, the, the top in the special Death surgeons. Troopers are the so ones that you know they that's did, how they that's they did good in training and like they hit their mark all the time or just like new dudes that are just like fucking send them out they suck but we got plenty of them <laughs> speaking of another retcon this goes back to force awakens but the the clones the clone troopers they retconned in force away i don't know why i'm bringing that. no they didn't, no, no, they didn't no, retcon him no, uh, he he says he, we should have gotten no, the they, they do they do that why all the people you know everybody was like oh if they're clones then why are these people taller wait how how did they fix that i'm confused in episode three, they're clones, right? Yes. In episodes four, five, and six, they're not. They're, they're not, not clones. clones. So well, in episodes, it depends on which version you watch, but go ahead. But in episode seven, they mention we should have gotten clones, which gives you the idea that these are not clones. Yeah. Right. Which solves the people that were bitching after episode three came out that if all the stormtroopers are clones, then why are some of them taller and some of them shorter? It's fixing a problem. I think, oh, okay. that, I think okay. that that's addressed in the, the animated series Rebels. They actually talk about how they're, they, that they're Is running. Is the show any good? I have, I've only seen a few episodes here and there, and I, I think it's pretty good. But like it, it's. It's Disney, you know. It's Disney cartoons, so kids, it feels, man. The, the yeah. little ones. I That's what know. I'm saying. Like it, it's it's yeah. kids, and like you got Leia at like 14. You know, it's it's got that kind of weirdness into it. But they but they the stuff is canon, and and they they talk about how they're running out of clones, and then and then they're introducing more uh, like uh, standard stormtroopers. So they they do kind of like address that. But who's going to watch that? So like, did you really watch the Clone Wars uh, animated series? No, that's not canon anymore, right? Uh, yeah, they wiped all that away. Yeah, they, that's all gone. So Rebels is canon. Rebels is canon. Clone Wars is not. Right. And it, and it happens, happens 15, 16 years before uh, A New Hope. So it's, it's even before that Rebel one. The Stormtrooper ragdoll that the little kid has at the beginning. I thought that was freaking oh, amazing. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And were, were her parents, were they Jedi? They were dressed like fucking Jedi. No. I think they're just poor. Yeah, I, I guess farmers. it's like dressing robes because I'm like looking at them. I was like, okay, there's moisture evaporators. They're on a weird planet. It's got this gray sand. Okay, yeah. kind of Tatooine. Okay, there's a kid, and they look like they're fucking Jedi's. There's the you blue know, milk. Like, I, you know, like <laughs> I actually got involved in a discussion online the other day. I don't think like Lucas's original idea of Jedi were that they all dressed in robes because, like, you know, Obi Wan and Yoda were dressed in robes, but they were both like you know, old hermits and, yeah. and hermits. Yeah. But when Luke became a Jedi, like he had this like slick down black suit. He was no, badass. he shows up as a robe first. But he, has he a does black yeah. robe on, but he still yeah. got his like little suit on. And then when we go back to Episode One, they all look like because he wanted to add priests. the mysticism monk. But they still got aspect. the suit on under him. Do they have like the slick suit? Yeah, on? Yeah, they take all the robes off and do their. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad we got away from the whole like Jedi's fight like acrobatic. Ninjas. Oh, like Yoda de- bouncing around and all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, kind of get me started on Yoda and a lightsaber. <laughs> that just pisses me off. I'm, so. I'm really glad we got away from. I mean, even the uh, the lightsaber battle in Episode One. I know everybody like is like, oh, that's my second favorite, but most people say it's their first. I'm really? just, I, I like that they added a style to it a little bit. It actually feels a little more like actual like sword fighting. Like they actually trained. 
you know, because the whole thing, they, but, but the original ones, they, they, they had this thing uh, that uh, it was basically the same material that they make movie screens out of, and it was on a rod, and then uh, there was a little wire that hung, hangs out of the back, and it would actually spin the blade that would reflect the lights in the room, which is how they were able to key that out. And so uh, they, they, weren't, they weren't able to do so much with it because they couldn't because of the wire. Right. Now, that explains that, but, like, you know, uh, later on, I don't think they, they did it that way. So it feels like they should have more of a style to it, especially if it's taken this long well, I guess I guess Force Awakens proves that you don't have to like really study too much to be a Jedi because she just kind of fucking got it, but uh, out of nowhere, um, she's the chosen one, man. <laughs> oh yeah, but I can completely control da- uh, Daniel Craig's stormtrooper who comes in, you know, to, to let me out of this chair so I don't get fucking killed. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've totally that, yes. bitched about it. <laughs> I'm old hat on that, but uh, but anyways, yeah. So I understand limitations, but I, I like the styles because I remember watching the featurettes and they they talked about how they actually try to give each of them a style, like you know, actually working with specific um, martial arts and stuff like that to give it a, a bit of a style. But I, I so I, I like the style of actually fencing and all that, but the bouncing around off walls and shit's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, I mean, I still think like the best lightsaber fight is in Empire, and it's just because it's telling a story along the way, like. I never pictured a Jedi, like, two Jedis having a lightsaber fight being a bunch of flippy stuff. Like, never. I always pictured it yeah. being just, like, two magicians coming to this, like, right. ultimate sword fight battle. I just kind of, I kind of get it, though, when I think about it. Like, uh, Luke, not formally trained, so he's right. having to kind of pretty much train himself. Uh, you know, Vader, he's, he's pretty much a uh, Frankenstein at that time, you know, so he's a little stiff. Which is weird, like because now you see how badass he could be. Yeah, but but you know, so if you think about people that they've had Jedi's for years, see, and I always years and years, in Empire, he's not trying. He's not trying at yeah, all. Saying, like he, like he's he's ultimate badass. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm, I'm going to get you anyway. He's doing it with one yeah. hand. <laughs> he's jerking with the other. He's like reprogramming <laughs> some shit, making some text. Which which also proved which leans to that because uh, even when uh, Luke jumps up out of out of the um, where they're going to put him in carbonite and he flies up and he's like hmm, impressive, right? You know all that. You know like yeah, That's totally. <laughs> you guys want to take a break? <clears throat> Play the trailer and we'll get back and uh, actually talk about Rogue One. Oh, we have have we not been talking about Rogue One? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. What will you do? When they catch you, what will you do if they break you? If you continue to fight, what will you become?
All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Are yes. you sure? Are you sure that was the trailer? That was the trailer. Because there was a scene in that that All right, was let, not in this movie. <laughs> Let's talk about that, gentlemen. You know, that happens sometimes because they get early footage and they put things out. But I think what makes me think on this one is they put that one out. I don't know, just because it put a little humor. And I will say that the movie had li- lots of nice humor in it, especially with the uh, K2 droid. What's his name? K2? K2SO. K2SO. He's freaking hilarious. I, I will say, like, is. Little, inside, little inside baseball. I have a producer friend that has told me that they will shoot certain scenes just for the trailer. Just for the trailer. Yeah, which feels like with this one. Like, what, what's the line? This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. I rebel, yeah. yeah. Best I mean, that, line. Not in the movie. Not in the movie. Could have definitely been a, you know, cut out line, but I could totally see it being written into the script, being like, all right, here's the trailer line. Even that shot, that awesome shot in the trailer, I think everybody remembers the, the very end where Jen Erso's out on the antenna dish uh, platform and you see that TIE fighter raise up. Yeah. Not in the movie. <laughs> you were telling me about reshoots? And that, well, that, that was actually just a test shot that they, and they put that in the trailer. I kind of like that because of this, these trailers, they didn't give anything away. They, they even used like, yeah. the Imperial March over some of the characters. Like, they could have a dark side. That's what you're kind of thinking. But no, that's not going to fucking happen because they're <laughs> fucking dead. Like, you know, like, <laughs> they didn't get a chance to go that way. You know, so yeah, like, uh, it's, it's total like, uh, misrepresentation and misleading. But still got people to go. Actually, I don't think, I, I think that Star Wars is pretty much like it's an American thing. You got hot dogs and you got fucking Star Wars. You know, that, that like it's an American institution. Like, and it, wait, you, wait, you didn't go see the new Star Wars? Like, who the fuck are you? You're not American. You know, so. <laughs> uh, but like, what do you think about the special effects in it? Like, uh, what, do you think they hold up? Like the 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 creatures and all that. I did. I like the little squid, uh, Khan mind sucking <laughs> octopus thing. I didn't yeah. understand it. But what, what, what do you understand, man? It was it's going to read your mind, may make you a little crazy. I guess because they didn't show what it does. Right. It I, reads your mind, man. He told you. Well, it was supposed to tell if he was telling the truth or not. Uh, what what is that uh, sodium? Uh, crap they give so you the- pentothal? Pentothal? Yeah, yeah there you go look this guy watches enough detective movies <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the uh, that's the Star Wars version they don't have that you know, they're like we don't do needles get the space squid I don't know maybe that, that <laughs> scene just felt a little bit too Star Trek-y for me to I can see that that was the J.J. Abrams uh, edition was he's like it? oh you gotta do that no I'm just saying <laughs> he's like oh here's my one note right <laughs> it, it is kind of wrath yeah Dun, dun, dun. A lot of people complain about the pilot, like uh, how he switched. You know, he was crazy in his cell, and then they were like, "Hey, are you the pilot?" And he just kind of snapped back out of it. But I didn't mind that. Cause I didn't either. It felt it felt a lot like he kind of got himself back, like he started remembering stuff. I totally agree with that. What about the the uh, the uh, genesis of the uh, call sign Rogue? Because uh, everybody else had their own versions of call signs. When it came up to him, he's like, uh, uh, Rogue One? You know, so, and then they call that back, and I guess, I guess in honor of them all dying, I guess, in the, in the other series. Kinda, you know, Rogue Leader, standing by. You know, and all that, when that, that, that was created off the top of his head there at yeah. that moment. So that was, that was a nice little nod. And they returned, uh, they, speaking of those, le- they got Gold Leader the, back. Gold Leader, yeah, that was cool. Red Leader. Which Red was, leader. those were actually different takes from Star Wars. Yeah. See, I thought that was cool. That which, was, I which also leads to your different version of the of the, uh, of the Walker. You know, it just has a different, it's a different battalion. Disney needs to sell <laughs> some more toys. You know, but as I look around your house, there's plenty of toys. So I think you're gonna end up buying it anyways. Yeah, you know, I have not bought a a single action figure from Rogue One. 
I know. Which has completely blown my mind. I know we were getting it for Christmas. We <laughs> we haven't really touched on, on on the new characters that much. And I would say that's that's kind of the maybe that's a little bit of the problem. I don't enjoy it as much and I haven't seen it as much as Force Awakens. I do not find the characters to be as engaging in this in this right. outing. Well I'm just I'm just thinking like in, in Force Awakens you're creating characters that you you know, as filmmakers, we need people to follow these characters into the next movie. In this movie, you're creating characters that we're gonna kill, right? So, like, how how much do you want? How much how much of a character do you want little kids to be attached to at the end of the movie? But when, it gives you shouldn't more. you be more attached? Yes, yeah, right. Because you right? know, because if, if you're watching the other ones, you're like, okay, they're you know this person's gonna make it to the next movie. Yeah, shouldn't it shouldn't be that feeling. True? But no, I'm, like, I'm I'm asking like from the point of view of a filmmaker, like. You're making a movie for kids. Like, like it's a kids movie. Not that kid that's ah. behind me. He was not at all interested. He was trying to kick. Man, yeah, this did not. This one did not feel like a <laughs> but, kids yeah, movie. I, I don't think you needed to bring small kids to this one, man. It's too saying, quote unquote it's just, boring with all the dialogue. And <laughs> my kid loved it. But, really, uh, you got a good kid then, because like the. But, I'm I mean, you, the kid I mean, overall, me. <laughs> Star Wars are kids movies. I mean, right? In essence, made, of them, yeah. yeah. Families can go see. It. Yeah. Right. As a filmmaker, would you want to make a movie where like? The lead lady you get to know so well that when she dies, your kid's sitting there just bawling her... Do, do you see Logan as a kid's movie? The new, the new uh, Wolverine movie? Do you see that? See, in essence, those I, are supposed to be kid's movies, but that one does not look like it's a kid's movie. So like, I think they're just trying to take it from a different point of view, and, and also by not putting Star Wars and the crawl at the beginning, they allow yourselves to open up to different genres. I guarantee you some of these other ones are going to be really kind of experimental. But even Disney said that these are experiments. I mean, they're going to yeah. see if it, does this work. Yeah, they killed the parents off, uh, the mom off, right away. Yeah. You mentioned that the characters aren't as well, like, liked or developed. They're not as well developed, yeah. And I'm asking, could it have been a purposeful choice? You know, when you're making Force Awakens, you have to make people want to like these characters and carry the story on. There, There comes a certain point where... You have to ask, like, how much do we want to make people fall in love with her? Because we're we're about to kill her at the end of the movie, right? And whether you want to say Star Wars or kids movies or not, people are going to take their kids to it. And you could have easily made a movie where a bunch of kids are just bawling their eyes out at the end. Oh, yeah. But they made it feel hopeful. It was it was beautiful. And then they even end on the end on the big puffy faced uh, Carrie Fisher yeah. saying hope. Yeah, I think you know? yeah. Yeah. I think they gave us enough of the characters that we were like, oh man, they're gonna die. And you yeah. really know, you really know that's that's coming when they kill off uh, K two, like you know, and you see him. I was like, oh shit, they're about to do this. That's, I, I think, that's the beginning of the end, right per, there. I, I, I felt the, more in that moment when the droid died than when any of the human characters died, with the exception of maybe like Donnie Yen's, um, the two Jedi guys that were guarding the temple. It's because they made him, they made you love him because he was so fucking hilarious. Like yeah. every, all of his lines hit, and they were, they were uh, yeah, funny. The two friends, when they blindfolded. Like, when the two friends died. I was like, oh, that's, that's sad. But yeah. I think they yeah. gave us. Enough for everybody that we're like, oh, I hope they make. Eh, they're not gonna make it. Shit. I almost missed the pilot dying the first time. Really? Yeah, he, he just goes in there and it just blows up, and it's like, oh wait, oh oh my god, they just killed him. Yeah, they totally just killed that dude. <laughs> it's like I had no, I had no chance to react. I hate to be the dick in the room and and bring no, you up don't and and bring up the reshoots and and say that maybe that was some of the problem because we don't know if it is. We haven't seen what Gareth Edwards' original vision that he shot was with the original script and it's right. Disney so we probably never will does feel like some things got neutered a little bit in Jin's character I guess the main thing I have a problem with is her and her dad 
that's supposed to be such a huge moment. It's her family well, built this flaw into the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. And he left just just for her in her name, Stardust. Yeah, knew, uh, knowing that she would be the one to get there and make it happen. Like, like yet again, they're fucking Jedi's. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's a everyone's Jedi. a Jedi. Y'all miss the whole do, point. <laughs> do, do you know where the story, where this story for this film came from? Uh, John Knoll, the uh, ex, uh, the effects supervisor for yeah. one, two, and he three. actually did the very first composite shot for Empire Strikes Back, where uh, George Lucas is like, "Do you think you could put like a, uh, a a tauntaun running across the back there?" And like George, we already <laughs> shot that. He's like, well, "Let's go ahead and try anyways." And he's like, "Fucking, we like did this like a composite shot." And then he and then like, "Holy shit!" And so back then he came up with the idea, and then they they did an open uh, like uh, the discussions with Kathleen Kennedy and all the and, the and the new people, and they like, "Holy shit, that's a brilliant idea!" Like about the story. But did you know that that guy and his brother created photoshop yes and their spare time yeah and they're like fuck we, we do this all the time there has to be a way that we can like you know dumb it down and make it like you know like it's this self-contained thing and and, and monetize it and they created photoshop senior uh, <laughs> uh visual effects supervisor at ilm during the day yeah making photoshop at night yeah why not and then you come up with this and like you know you pitch it years later and they're like oh yeah sure that sounds like a great idea well fuck let's add that one to my list as well i'm a renaissance man <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Yeah, yeah. Dude, his his effects in Pirates of the Caribbean are amazing, dude. Yeah, even you know what? Even the teaser for the new Pirates movie uh, before Star Wars uh, Rogue One, I was like, all right, you got me again. I'll watch it again. The very first thing I worked on out of film school, uh, I was down in Florida, and I worked on this thing. Guy, he was a grip. He had been a grip on the first like three movies, and he said that they spent. They, he was making five hundred dollars a week in extra in like meal penalties because they just did not give a shit. They they just they had in, in, infinite money, and everybody's like working on it like zombies. Anyways, he said the very first day of one of them, he fin- they finally get everything set up and they built the platform and they got the camera set and they got everything ready and uh, they're they're running behind hours and hours and they're and they're they're, they're like okay everybody we're gonna get one shot off one shot off before lunch let's get one shot off before lunch please. You know, action, and then about 15 seconds in, they're like, fucking cut! And the guy said he was holding a bounce card, and, and it was like just in the edge of the frame. And they said, fucking cut! All right, we're going to lunch. That's lunch, everybody. And just like, <laughs> so the whole, the whole day, oh like the whole day, he's like, he's like, yeah, I started that shoot off very well. You know, basically, just everybody pissed at me. We're running behind all day, and then I'm the guy with the damn bounce card in the show. Uh, well, you know, you're, t- you're talking about Disney, like just infinite money. Man, looking at how they filmed the X Wings. Uh, for this film, yeah, do you guys do you guys see this? They have the no. X wings now. They're on gimbals. The cameras mounted in front, and they have a full one eighty wrap around screen Whoa. of you know it's it's crappy CGI, but it's still CGI of where the ships are going to be. So the actors, oh previews where they show it, yeah, can follow along their eye movement on where the ships are going to be. Oh, cool. Versus how it's done. Well, I mean, think about how much that costs. Versus like you know the original New Hope or. Yeah, they're they're just in a set. They're shaking the camera for effect. Yeah, they're right. acting, acting to tennis balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they, they have tennis balls. Like, think yeah. about the amount of money that they're spending. Oh, and they also proved in this one that the dark Death Star doesn't have to actually sit in that same position. It was pretty much upside know. down this whole time. The, oh the, yeah, like the with the with the satellite dish on the bottom. So yeah. I, I, I like that not having to see it in that in that iconic position where it's just in the the western uh, northern hemisphere. It's just like right there all the time. It doesn't really matter which way that the thing is facing. What did you guys think of uh, Caspian, uh, Diego Luna's character? The Han Solo of the film. Oh, right, he was right. really good, man. 
That's very solid. Just make sure I'm getting in there. He's the guy that saves her at the end, right? Yeah. And then they have the big, the odd, oddly placed love moment. That's the only thing. The whole thing of the movie there is this, this very like, okay, we're about to die. I just saved your life. And now there's this weird like thing. Like, I don't know if they actually had enough time to, de- to develop a relationship it's with each other. It's not love. It's lust. It, get past it. In, in the shade of death, the it's, dick. It's like wants the, it. we have to reproduce before we die. I don't know. It is Star Wars. It's just that biological urge, man. I'm not saying that it would work. Do, do you think that do you think that they they could have biological survived? clock is ticking really quick? You see, <laughs> my, my cousin Rogue One, whatever. Um, but uh, like, don't you think that you know how like that that place that they were in was like you know had the the infinite. Uh, drops like in Star Wars, you know, the really deep right. giant rooms. Oh, Could, yeah. Couldn't they have just like ran into that, possibly survived the giant, or is this just like the at the end where the, you know, the, the giant rogue wave, rogue wave, did you get that? Rogue yeah, wave, right. rogue, the giant rogue wave of, of, of the planet is coming toward them. Uh, could I don't know. It's like, I man, they're, they're just kind of like, all right, fuck it, we're going to stand here in this beautiful yeah, beach and I die. Know, I know what you mean. I yeah, think I'd have been like, they bring your like, fine ass down here and let's see if we can survive. At least try <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, they, they did it when they were meeting Saul Guerrero. You know, it's like, that, that was about the same distance away and they, they tried to escape. Well, yeah. they couldn't fly off the planet because they had, well, I guess the thing would no, be they, destroyed. No, they, yeah, the they destroyed shield. that, which was awesome. Like slamming the other, like Star Destroyer into that and then. Yeah, that was pretty man, badass. Yeah. Were there no other ships there? I don't know. You would have to ask them, but you can't because they're dead. <laughs> I don't know. You you think they'd be able to? They'd be able to to get in this ship and and fly away. But I was speaking of getting in a ship and flying away. So why was Princess Leia at that battle? And then if you look in a, in a New Hope, when uh, Darth Vader like comes up, she's like, "I I am on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan." He's like, "You fucking lying bitch! I know you were just right there, like five minutes ago you were right there well that's how like, he knows <laughs> like, no, he's like he's like you you, you are I'm a, I'm a traitor you know like you know he's like like really like how are you gonna try to lie when seriously like not even five minutes ago like i just <laughs> fucking saw your ship <laughs> so that's a weird little plot hole kind of thing that's 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 nerd over analyzing he kind of like you know that's what we do here that's okay that's acceptable i did you know what i did like the space battle i if anything this movie i I think nailed ten times better than Force Awakens. Ship to ship combat was amazing in this film. Oh yeah, even the ground battle down at the bottom when they're trying to, you know, the rogue crew is trying to fight off the super troopers or whatever they're super called. Troopers. Right, that's what I'm gonna call them <laughs> the from death, now on. Death troopers or whatever. I, did you guys notice the death troopers spoke in a different language? First right. time. What really? Yeah, they were like, yeah, when they're like uh, going after Jenner, so they're like. Duck, 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 they have some kind of crazy click noise that they make, and stormtroopers have always spoke, you know, English. And, and apparently, uh, their helmets do nothing because they get hit in the head with sticks and get instantly knocked down. Stormtroopers, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> it's just cheap plastic. It's the Empire. Like, well, they spent a bunch of money on that Death Star. They're not protecting shit. And, else. And when they're bringing her, her in, why do they wear the armor? It doesn't deflect blasters. I, mean, like, I was wondering, like, like, they didn't even like. You know, Luke had a little speeder that went across. Right, Tatooine. The, the Empire's like, fuck it. Just build giant dogs that walk. <laughs> Don't build giant speeders. Right. And, but like you know, there, there's that scene where the uh, where she's in like the prison transport ship or whatever, and then the, there's that stormtrooper. Oh yeah, when they break her out. Yeah, the stormtrooper's like sitting over in the corner, and he's all beat up. He's all like dirty looking. And he's just sitting there. I'm like. You know that motherfucker. He has to want to take that helmet off. You know you're over there sweating. Your, your stormtrooper outfit's just filthy. You know you're just like, golly, man, they have to wear that stupid helmet 
all the time. You know, he's just under there sweating his ass off in the corner wearing this <laughs> this outfit, you know, like, damn it. And then he ends up getting killed, like, instantly. Like, fuck, you know, just, like, cannot win. <laughs> the scene where you first meet Caspian, I think it's when you first meet him, when he's make, he's kind of, like, in the making a little back, back alley deal yeah. with the guy, and the stormtroopers show up, and he kills the oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Y'all like that? I thought it was a good introduction for his, his uh, character, but I also felt like it was just because he was the Han Solo character kind of in this film. It was I, just I thought kind of like he shot up, first. Well, I thought kind it of, kind of set up the, like, the high stakes game of espionage that's going on. Like, right. And then later when he's given the order to kill her dad, like I, I thought, I don't know, I thought that scene helped me believe that he would kill her dad. I never once for one second believed he was going to kill the dead. I didn't believe he would. I mean, I knew he wouldn't, but like as the viewer of the story, like the movie, like I think that kind of gave me a reason to question more than not. What I liked it is when it brings it back at the end, when they talk about how much they had to sacrifice, you actually get to see that maybe the rebellion, for the first time ever, doesn't have completely clean hands. Oh yeah. Well, they, they were uh, in, in all the other films. Uh, in the first three, the the rebellion, uh, the uh, rebel alliance actually felt more like an alliance. It just seemed like they had their shit together. In this one, they were the our our main guy crew actually went out. They were rebels of the rebels. They were basically going against them. They, it's like it's like there was actually a they uh, a little rift in in the rebel alliance. They they weren't agreeing. It wasn't until they were like, oh shit, this is actually happening. Okay, great, we're going to come and help you. The original trailer, you get to see what generals and admirals are up to, but right. Here, you're getting to see what the dirty privates are doing down on the ground that's making shit happen. And you kind of get like a CIA kind of in vibe inside the Rebel ranks, too, because yeah. like that Caspian character is working intelligence. I mean, because, I mean, it's a war. It's going to be dirty. It's, there's going to be people doing espionage and spy stuff and trying to break into the Empire and learn secrets. It gives more weight to the original three films. This one really does, unlike the original trilogy where they're just trying to get into like trade embargoes and shit that nobody gives a fuck about. Right. You know, stuff stuff that's just totally yeah. like, God, like mind-numbing bullshit. Like, I was actually able to follow this one and, and like, you know, e- even in Force Awakens, that whole like, you know, uh, sequence where you got the guy up there on the stage like having the big rally and all that, I kind of get lost in all that too. I'm like, all right, this is just kind of like, this feels like this is thrown in there to, because we have to have this. In, in this movie, they, they didn't do marks for the, for the actors. They they built all the all the sets in 360 and they were able to move however they wanted, which explains some of their bad focusing which I, that I that I was a little pissed off about because they <laughs> that, like their fo- their follow focus guy their, their their first AC was a little shoddy every now and then, yeah. So they 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 allowed them to uh, improv, so they they did it in a way where they uh, they like he said I like to do movies that you know are, are more on the fly, but the Star Wars people wouldn't let us do that, so let's plan six months ahead and then leave a little like wiggle room. So they actually allowed the actors to like breathe in the scene a little bit. So they actually made it more realistic, and I think that actually did help. It it, it had a good like honest feel to it, kind of gritty, like the, all the natural lighting. It would nothing like felt felt lit. Like if you watch the original three, uh, like sorry the uh, the prequels, they feel like they're lit, like they're on a soundstage. Oh like, yeah. In this one, I'm HMI telling you, like blast. I I guarantee oh, yeah. you, I, I I'll, I'll put money on it. They did not light that scene out there in the um where they come up to get the the man and his wife and the daughter and all that. The very the opening scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, there's there, there's yes. no catch light in their eyes or anything. It's just all you see is the sky. I'm a DP. I I, I light things, so I'm, I'm always looking at the lighting when I'm looking at something, and I'm always looking at where the catch light is in their eyes to see where the positioning of light is. It's it drives my girlfriend crazy. It's it's a good thing for things to come. Hopefully they'll they'll stick in this in this in, instead of like it is overproduced, but instead of overproducing it to making it feel more like plastic, it actually feels yeah. more natural. 
on all of these, um, I guess these side movies, I hope they kind of stick with this idea of these are things that happen. Supporting the rest of the side. Yeah. Like kind of propping it up. Like I'm not as excited about a Han Solo backstory movie. I'm not either, man. No, I really don't give a shit. But I would be kind of like cool to like, I don't know, I'm just throwing something out, but the move of the rebel base to Hoth. Like fill out the war. I want to fill out the war now. I want some Star War movies. Can we go back and just remake the prequels, man? Can we can we can we do that now that Disney owns that? Can we I guess we can't because Rogue One does acknowledge the prequels, right? Yes. Yeah. Jimmy Smith's here playing the latest Leia's Pops, Adopted Maybe. Pops. Oh, man, that yeah. scene where in the opening of episode three where he comes and he flips. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I remember being in the theater so pumped for that movie and, like, just air just leaked out of every pore. I was just like, why would, why would you not have him do, like, a cool walk down those beautiful stairs? Why do, why do all the flips in that movie look like shit? Because they're it's, animated. It's <laughs> even at the end, man. The big lightsaber battle between Obi Wan and and Anakin. Everyone's like, "That's so cool," and it's like, "Yeah," but no, all the flips look like dog crap. Yep. I don't like it. I don't. I, there's I don't no get sensor. into that fight at all. Like, there's some emotion when he's like, "I hate you. You were my." There was some emotion there, but yeah. no, no, I, I, I'm agree with that. But I'm just it, talking about the dude. Visuals. There could have been so much more if you weren't bombarded with little animated things crawling up this thing and flipping here and i just i even hate the like the super jedi jumps they do and even even phantom menace they're just they're bad it's like i don't know to me it feels like lucas saw the video games they made for star wars exactly right jedi should be able to do the double jump get the a twice and he can yes (laughs) it it makes sense that that if they can lift something like if they can lift a uh an x-wing out of a a swamp no that's true okay they should be able to put that same force on themselves to get them jump higher that's fine i I understand that but to bounce around like a, a bouncy ball off walls and shit like that is just a little ridiculous it's, it's a little it's, too cartoony. It's too. It's, it's a thing that would have been really cool if they'd used it like once or twice to get out of a situation. Right. If it's not just common. Place. But it, I mean, yeah, in those prequels, it's just like every time they fight, it's like. <laughs> Big departure here. What did you guys think of Michael Giacchino's score? First time jo- uh, John Williams has not been involved. But it still had some of the same flavors. It would play on a theme, and then he would do a little bit of different notes and go into something else. It's kind of like, uh, we're going to take it here and now. We're going to go. I like that. It, like, it, like, it definitely sets it apart from something else. It actually is, oh, it's still part of the same world, but it's, you know, it's still, it's different. You know, it pushes a different way. It definitely has a different feel. Was it was it scored a lot? I'm not really remembering the score too. Like like it it's was not really as heavy. in your face as John Williams does it. No, Dude, I thought Jin Erso's score and Ray's score from uh, Force Awakens. Man, I dude, I'm I'm not a musician, but I I feel like it's just notes different. Man, probably not too far apart. It, it is is very similar, but it's not as in your face as like a John Williams score would be. I didn't like the main title, really. I don't know. I didn't mind it. When you think Star Wars score, you think like fanfare, like very, yes. very bright and big, and like yeah. you know, very um, theatrical. This one didn't. Yeah. This one didn't really push that too much, and it did, like a little bit, like especially when when you brought in like Darth Vader and all that, or like the big moments. But it did, and and also uh, Star, I, I, Star Wars scores have that whimsy. But I like the score because it, kinda, it it it's not yes, part of the, this movie's not part of the the. The saga. It's not an episode. It's it's an offshoot. So I think the score should be an offshoot. Yeah, I agree. 
what if they ask uh, John Williams to do it? And he was like, no, <laughs> I can't. Or, no. or, or is it just uh, off the top? It's like, hey, let's, 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 this is completely different. No, yeah. They had another composer for it originally, but they, um, I don't know if we have a name for him. I, I need to do the research. Um, and Michael Giacchino had four weeks Whoa. to do this entire score from scratch. Oh, getting no. hired. Shit. To being done four weeks. I do know that Gareth Edwards brought a lot of his own crew guys on. I was, I was yeah, yeah. That that's amazing. You know, he was they actually allowed him to to instead of like trying to like push him to do things their way. He was like, look, we're, we trust you. We're bringing you. You're bringing you on there. You need to do this your way and whatever, however way you feel comfortable. So that's good. You know, so like uh, you know, so maybe it was completely his call. Like you know, we're going to do this. Uh, you know, it's, this isn't working out, and I think we need to go a different direction. Well, the thing about a Star Wars movie it's too tough is call. like. It's going to sell. Like, you put the name Star Wars on it, it's going to sell. It's like but, hot dogs. You know, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> like, you know, it's, right. you're American. It's American. Like, you know, people are going to go. You don't really but, have to push it too much. It's going to happen. You know, That's if you're true. in charge of making a Star Wars movie, you want to, and you, you're going to want to make it something special. Right. And I, I think Gareth Edwards succeeded in creating something that's within the Star Wars universe that fits in that universe. Until we saw this, we didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know what like back alleys in, I know, you know, dirty so awesome. towns are like. You know, we didn't know what you know rebel privates are going through to get information. We we knew what Luke was going through. And it's, it's so princesses. worth it to go back and watch it just because in those scenes where they're going through the cities, there's so much going on. Yeah, and like all this stuff that you're saying. It's just like holy shit. You just want to like look at everything on the screen. You know, they're just people. They're right. just there. Like the town when all of a sudden this tank thing's coming through. And oh, man. That occupied city is amazing. Is that, right? I mean, but you get to see what like that one, basically that's like a city in France during occupied yeah. World War, you know. That and we've never seen it before. could happen, no. you know. I, I want yeah. to see a Star Wars movie where it's just on the Empire side where they're like the... The Nazis going around like uh, taking over the Jewish people. And how they like, the, uh, there's those pictures of of like all the stacks of boots and like sun and glasses and stuff that they yeah. collected, where they're just like killing all the Jedi's and popping those crystals out and throwing it into the pile <laughs> so they can make the next Death Star. You know, <laughs> like whatever they're doing. You know, they're just collecting all this shit. It's like this ultimate like you know Empire uh, ruling movie that has to happen somewhere. You know, at some point the Empire was completely I, in power. I just want to. I want them to go back if they're going to make prequels. I want them to go and make hundreds the Jedi. That's what I want. I want. Yeah, to, yeah, yes, exactly. I want yeah. to see Darth Vader and Lord Palpatine telling Vader, "We're gonna hunt down and kill the Jedi." But and that's the problem, man. I think we already saw that in, in three. No, but you go before that, like back at the old in the video games, the old Republic, and all. And that's not canon anymore. But they could still yeah. take it back beyond hundreds and hundreds of no, years. No, just fuck, just pretend like you didn't see it all. Like have a story where, yeah, we we just found ten Jedi that are still living that. They didn't know about. So it's like Guildenstern, Rubenstein, whatever that that play that's going to, that's happened the same time as uh, as Hamlet. Rosenstern and Gilden, Rosenstern and Guildenstein are dead. Anyway, so it's it's another story that's happening parallel to the same story, and they kind of interact in the well, same. Yeah, it times. just picks up right after, like Obi Wan and 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 Yoda have gone into hiding, but instead of when Order sixty six happened and all the Jedi got killed, there's you know a couple little pockets, one or two here that is that survived and well, they're still maybe talking about that. Would you would you be interested in seeing a Ewan McGregor middle year Obi Wan? You're damn right saga. I would. Would you guys be more excited about that than the young Han Solo movie? If it's about Darth Vader hunting down and killing some Jedi, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, you can work you can work Obi Wan in that, right? 
I mean, that's in, yeah, that's in the same one. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah you totally. Yeah. You could totally do that. And I, he, even at, like I mean, yeah, McGregor is a perfect. Disney give us a call. I mean, just because he landed on Tatooine at the end of episode three doesn't mean he stayed there for 16 years. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I thought it was the most haunting image in the film when K2SO was going in and getting the map from that other Imperial droid. It had the R2-D2 oh. plug in yeah, the back of his right, brain. Yes, that was so gnarly. <laughs> I thought that was the most fucked up like i thought that was more disturbing than darth vader killing those guys yeah, dude, that was gnarly as shit yeah it's a great it's I a like great it. vivid image it's like yeah definitely the uh, every droid has that like interface but like how do you access it you know like holy shit it's fucking metal man <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was extremely invasive and i was like oh this is fucking disney this is but it's a robot i exactly it's just like this is body horror for a fucking machine they, they succeeded with that with that droid. Like you know, they always try to say that you know the um, uh, C three PO and R two D two. They're they're the the comic relief. You know, they're the Laurel and Hardy on the side that are pushing the story. But that uh, K two man really does sell. I mean, the, he's definitely the the you know have all this heavy shit, and then there's a nice little funny laugh, and every single line hits. You know, it's it's beautiful, and I even did like the the yeah. uh, the cameo of R two D two and C three PO. Yeah, nice. it fit well. Yeah, it, it, of course they would be there, you know? Yeah, yeah, it it, it's sense. perfect. It, it, right. One little bit, and let's get on past it and move on. Great. We, it, it, yet again, just solidifying that we're all in the same world here. It's nostalgia it porn, but feel, it's not in your face. It didn't feel forced. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, you want to you wrap this show up here? You guys want to do final thoughts? Give us your verdict on Rogue One. I think Rogue One is, a, is awesome. Like, the way that it... It tells like the war story, like it's basically a World War II story in the Star Wars universe. It's not part of the saga. It it is a story under the story, and the freedom to tell it in a more gritty way. I loved it. I thought it was great. Where would you put this in your Star Wars ranking? I think I'd put it Empire, original Star Wars, Rogue One, Return of the Jedi, and New Hope. I mean, uh, fast forward, which one? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Wow. Yeah. Time marks. All right, Jared. They, they did the best they could in, in that it, it really does give weight and more validity to the story of A New Hope in that like uh, they really did it justice and, and, and you know i the force awakens uh, did it just uh, did the uh, a new hope justice because it's pretty much a clone of it right just to get you back in the same field but yet all again yet, yet again that's just to set up you know we got other movies coming so basically that this is just like just like a new hope did we're gonna set up the world and then we're gonna give you more later hopefully it'll be better and like you know it'll totally bring you to where you need to be now what this does uh, Rogue, what Rogue One does is it completely gives you, um, it, it, like I said, just all those little lines, a lot of good people died for this information. You know what? Like that line right there was a throwaway line because you didn't know those people. You, you know of the rebellion? Yeah, yeah I, I used to fight with your father back in the Clone Wars. That was a throwaway line. But you know what? George Lucas fucked up on telling us about the goddamn Clone, Ro- Clone Wars. But Gareth did not fuck up telling us about the people who died to get us that information, which is the whole fucking reason for the, uh, a New Hope film. It, it sets up beautifully what happens, and it gives you that bleak, dark feeling that Empire does. And I think it's a great, on either side of 
A New Hope. Because uh, A New Hope has this like childlike feel, and then Empire has this awesome dark feeling, and then Rogue One has this just like dastardly dark feeling, and it just kind of like butts up on either side of that. So I think uh, those three films it, together. Are you know just something really... else? You just you just mentioned the uh, darkness of the the Empire or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But it also like it like the rebellions always presented as this like hopeful light place. Right. But in this, you get to see that like even though it is like a, a good cause or whatnot that. Down below, down in the basement, like there's some gritty dark shit going on. Oh yeah, like there's people dying and tortures and like to get to the hope, right? You, 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 there, you, there's some people that's got to be willing to go through some shit. I don't mean to dive drugs. back into uh, to discussion, but was the woman in white Ma- Mothra? Ma- 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 yeah, Mothra? Ma- it, Mothra. Yeah, because Ma Mothra is at the end of okay. episode three. Okay, that's so she wasn't same. in the original twelve. I just remember her from the prequels. Yeah, that's the same actress okay. from the prequels. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's that's n- it's a different actress than the one that's it at in, the uh, end of uh, Jedi. Okay, cool. Because it's it's kind of like, it was trying to throw me off. I was like, I know her. Is she is she is she also digitally put in? Because I was I was like really studying them because I, I knew that that Tarkin and uh, Leia would be digital. But I was looking at her. I was like, oh fuck, is she digital too? And I was like, I was like, oh, they yeah. did a really good job. Her but, and uh, Jimmy Smith. Those are the two holdovers from the prequels. You remember seeing her? In oh one yeah, she movie, she, so. she stands out in your brain. Yeah, totally. What's your ranking there, Jared? Where I would place it? I think yeah. you have to watch it before A New Hope, because I'm I'm, I'm all about like you know uh, like like if I would say what what my favorite films uh, films are in the way there, I'd say uh, you know of course Star Wars, Empire, then uh, Rogue One, then um, Force Awakens, and then I'd say Jedi, and then you could not even just worry about the other three. Um, so pretty much the same list except we yeah we switch. just kind of we switched well, we switch so a little you, bit. You did, you did Star Wars, Empire. Rogue One, Rogue One, and then Force Awakens. Yeah, and then Jedi. I'm just thinking about just the, this the this the feeling I have because I always feel like you need to watch the uh, the the uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi last. But like, definitely, I, I just I cannot wait to to watch Rogue One, then go into like just completely cut out the credits, roll straight into it, make it a marathon. Like, let's just watch that. Great movie. Go see it. I'm, I'm sure if you, if you're listening to this, hopefully you have seen it, and we haven't ruined it for you. But they all fucking die. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody dies. Everybody. Um, Darth Vader lives. Yes, he uh, does, and he's a badass. Yeah, and Princess Leia, you know. Do you think her cheeks were a little puffy? Do you think she looked a little fat in the face? Or is that just me? I looked at her, Go back like, and watch New Hope. Uh, she was 19 when she shot that, apparently, so I, she had I, that. No, I'm... I'm I, I didn't think so, but go back and watch because she she is a little more chubby than she is. Not, not I mean, just chubby, in the face, just, just like she has like little puffy. Then she on. is in Return of the Jedi, right? But go back and watch New Hope. I think they matched it pretty close. Because when I saw it, I was like, oh, she looks a little fat in the face. I, don't know, I like it. Me. I thought she was cute. I oh, mean, she's she's she was a very very attractive lady. I don't care what people like trying to talk shit about Steve Martin. Did y'all y'all know about that? Like he, he posted what? no. He posted when she died. When Carrie Fisher died, Steve Martin uh, posted a tweet and he said. Um, the first time I saw Carrie Fisher, I thought she was the most beautiful thing in the world. And when I met her, I found out that she was extremely intelligent and da, 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 And so all these people were saying, oh, oh, so just, you know, you're, you're going to judge women just off the top of your head just by saying that she's beautiful. That's all, that's all women are to you. Da, da. And he actually had to remove his, his, his like homage or somebody who actually knew her. Yeah, What's wrong like, with that statement? I don't, there's nothing wrong with that statement, but he, but he still, he still bowed to it and, and removed it. Even though it was, a, it's a beautiful thing. Of course, yeah. He doesn't know her. He sees her in this movie or sees a picture of her. Yeah, she's fucking gorgeous. It's not like you can say that. Oh boy, they cast her for her personality. She's gonna be acting, right? 
Like, you're not going to ever see her personality because she's acting. Right. She's creating this personality like, for this role. Think about what you're doing before you berate some old guy on A Twitter. lot of people have a, have a really hard time, though, separating the actor from the character, though. You cannot forget that. That still surprises me to this Well, day. I'm just saying that there is no reason that they should be attacking Steve Martin for that statement. Well, they also attacked like, Cinnabon. Did you read that one? They put up this thing that said, uh, Princess Leia... Uh, I like, did have a problem with that because they were trying to sell a fucking product. Well, I understand that, but, but like... They, that's they, bullshit. They, that, that is bullshit, but they say they said she had the hottest buns in the galaxy. No, that's okay, and I'm, I'm okay with and that. And they're saying that that's the reason, but they're talking about, like, fucking... The hairstyle look like fucking cinnamon buns. You try to sell me cinnamon buns off of Carrie Fisher's death, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself, though. Like, that pisses me off. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like, that's a little... That's I had a little to, extreme. I had to tell a Carrie Fisher story because apparently she was, like, an amazing person... Uh, she did that movie with Kevin Smith, um, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and apparently uh, she was doing a Q and A. Mark Hamill was in that too, right? Yeah, yeah. he played the cock knocker. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, apparently she was doing a Q and A, and someone asked, "How did you feel about working with Kevin Smith?" She, she's like, "Oh, that was a stupid film." And so he, Kevin Smith, gets hears about this, and he writes her an email, and he's like, "Why would you say that about my film?" And he said, uh, "He said she wrote back, and she's like, oh, Kevin, why do you care?'" You know who you are. I know who you are. It doesn't matter what I say. As long, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're, you are writing this to me from a really big house somewhere. So it doesn't matter what people say. Grow the fuck up and just do what you do. Because as long as you know who you are, then it doesn't matter what other people say about you. All right. That's beautiful. Well, that's, that's perfect right there. We're going to wrap up our discussion for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. If you guys want to follow Mr. Jared Callen, you can do so at his website. That is weareinherent.com. That's his production company website, weareinherent.com. Also, if you want to take a listen to him on his podcast, uh, you can find him at shutupandlistenpodcast.com, or you can search iTunes, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. He's on iTunes. Go give him a rating. Leave him a review. And, of course, if you guys want to get in touch with us here at the Movie Crew our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end. Please, if you could, uh, give us a rating, a review on Stitcher, iTunes. We would appreciate that. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at MovieCrewPod. So we're closing out uh, the show with a little bit of Michael Giacchino's score from Rogue One. This is Trek 19, titled... Jin Urso and Hope Sweet. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> 